Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And today I have a treat for you. I have like the one, the only, the video content Superman, my friend, the amazing Atiba D'Souza. Oh. This guy, I tell you what, like, say hello. <laughs> hey. This Sorry guy, I'll tell you. He's good. He's amazing. Like, there's a reason he's got a Superman hat on everywhere he goes. And side note, I want to know, how many freaking Superman hats do you actually have? Over 200. Over 200? Oh, my God. That's awesome. (laughs) But if you don't know him yet, he is the one that was absolutely killing search engine optimization. We all know it as SEO before it was even SEO and before it was even invented. Now, he uses like this unique blend of storytelling with search words, keywords, and he's been doing this for nearly, what, over 15 years now. And he's done it so well that he ranks regionally and nationally all of these brands in the U.S. on the first page of Google. So he knows what the heck he's talking about. On top of that, this whole AI trend that's come out he he's like grabbed onto this AI trend and just made it that much better for his clients and his friends and everybody that knows him. Beyond that, I also love the fact that he's a man of God. He's a husband. He's a father. And check this out. He's an Instagram food influencer. Please help me welcome my friend Atiba to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. What's up, my friend? How are hey, you? Hey, <laughs> well, I'm great. Um, and I thank you for that 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 introduction. There were moments in there when I thought, man, that sounds great. And then you kept going. Like, <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, because you're like so multifaceted. And everything you do, you do with passion. I think that's one of the reasons that's- why I love and appreciate you. And you're a major connector. And you know how you can just look at something. And you're like, oh, yeah, do this. Tweak this. Adjust this. And people are like, what the fudge? That was amazing. So today, I want you to kind of share your brilliance around a couple of things. And who knows where our talk's going to go. But one topic I really want to get into first is this whole repurposing content. Mm, yeah. Right. Because like there's so many videos out there or you're doing, you know, in my case, clients are doing webinars or they're doing Facebook lives or whatever. Yeah. They have all of this content and they think they have to create more and more and more and more content when really we want them to be smarter and repurpose it. But how the heck do we do that? What do we need to be doing to set it up properly? Share your brilliance. All right. So first off, thank you again. And hope you'll have like 16 hours because that's what it's going to. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. Um, uh, but it feels that way, though. And that's the thing. You know, when we start talking about repurposing content or what we call it, creating snippets, it starts to feel like it's this big, overwhelming thing that, yes, I've got to go back to school to understand or it's going to take over my life to understand. It's not. So we're going to try to demystify some of that today, okay? Um, Shay, you brought up a really, really interesting point about creating new content, right? And there is a time, there is a place for creating new content, and you should create new content, and you'd be a fool 
not to take the content you've already created and make it work for you harder. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm at a place right now in which, and I'm sharing this with you who is listening because not about me. I want you to understand that this is where you want to get to. In the last six months, I have spent one day and one hour in that day creating content to put out on social media. And it's lasted you how long? Well, get this. Get this. I only did that because there was a new topic I needed to talk about. Everything else that you've seen on social media for me this year was created last year or the year before. Okay. Wow. Okay. Tell me more. Nothing, none of it's new, but how do you get there? And yeah. you do have to create that base of content that you can use. Now, uh, you mentioned the word I repurposing. You. Okay, you, you mentioned the word repurposing. And I want to unpack that word because to me, it's a four-letter word. Repurposing is like saying F you to someone, to me. Okay? Now, that sounds really, really harsh, but... Let's really look at what we do when we repurpose. When we repurpose, we take a piece of content that we already had. We said, here's this piece of content, and I think it's pretty good, y'all. Now, I'm going to look at this piece of content, and I'm going to cut it up into pieces that I think are really good, y'all. And I'm going to take all those things, that those pieces of content that I created that I think is really good, y'all, and I'm going to take all of those and put them out online again because I think they're really good, y'all. Now, I don't know if y'all caught it, but I kept saying in there, I think it's really good, y'all. And that's a challenge with repurposing. You're cutting up content into what you think is really good, y'all. But it ain't about you. The content you create has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your audience. And if it won't resonate with your audience, if you think it's cool, but it won't resonate with your audience, it's absolutely Pointless. Mm. Absolutely pointless. So that's why we don't use the word repurposing. We use the word creating snippets, intelligent snippets. Snippets that people want to consume. That's what you want to create. How do you know they want to consume it? I I was going to say, Shay, I'm going to shut up and let you ask me the next question. Thank you. (laughs) I'm on it. Like, I want to know. She's on it, y'all. But yeah, that that is the question. How do you know what people want to create? I mean, consume. How do you know what people want to consume? Well, let me ask you a very fundamental question. When you need something new, let's say you need a new car, right? What do you want to do before you get to the dealership? I want to know what car I'm wanting to test drive. Uh-huh. What type of car, how many doors, what are the amenities of it? What is it going to allow me to do? Is it going to be able to hold all of my animals? Is it, we can go up to the cabin? Will it have enough trunk space? All of those yes. details. And how do you figure that out? Probably do a lot of Googling. searching. Oh, you, you do what? <laughs> I do some research on Google. Some research on this thing called Google, hmm, so audience, let me ask you, do you think your customers do the same thing? Yeah, they do, Mm -hmm. yeah, they do. So now 
Here's what we're, we need to figure out. When you say, what is good content that the audience wants to know about, what that they're going to care about? Well, the answer that, to that lies in, what are the questions that they are asking? See, Shay just alliterated a whole bunch of questions that she wants answers to. Right? right? Now we take a look at our content that we've created and we figure out what are the questions that the people are asking and see in our sea of content, where did we answer those questions? That's what we cut up and create snippets out of. That's what we repurpose. That's why it's called intelligent splintering. Mm. I like it. Okay, so then the next question is like, well, I don't know if I know the questions my audience is asking. I hope they know some of them because they've been in business long enough. But what would your answer be to that? So, Shay, when you wanted to know if the car could hold all of your critters, where did you go? Google. Google. Uncle Google. Yeah, get this. Get this. If you have some idea of a question your customer would ask, and, and here's how you do it. Here's how you do it, y'all. It's real simple. You already have customers. When they call you on the phone, they ask you questions. You know those questions that they ask. Take one of those questions and put it into Google. Put the question into Google. Then scroll down about a third of the way down the page. And there's a section on Google called People also asked mm. and Google's going to tell you what are the other questions that people who asked this question also asked it's giving you the answer and then you just do content on that create content around that if they're relevant to your audience obviously of course okay. likewise you say well Atiba I don't know and I, and I hear this I've been in business 10 years I don't get questions okay Sure, sure. So here's what you're gonna do. Mr. and Mrs. I don't have any questions from my customers. Here's what you're gonna do. You're going to go to Google and you're going to type in two to three words that describe what you do. Commercial plumber, San Diego. Okay, mm -hmm. describe what you do, two to three words. Hit enter in Google. You're going to scroll down to that section called People Also Asked. And Google will tell you the questions that people are asking about what you do. It's, it's like so simple, but brilliant all at the same time. And I think when we get into business, we end up wanting to complicate it a heck of a lot more than it needs to be. You don't have to. Yeah. It's like, it's literally, you know, when you're starting out in business, what do you do? You do market research. You go and you interview 10 people. Well, yeah. you should, in my opinion, interview 10 people that have the problem that you feel you can fix. Ask them what it is they want. Ask them about, you know, if I can wave a magic wand, what would the outcome be? What is the thing that you would, would just go away? Like those kinds of questions, see what their answers are. Put all 10 interviews for each question together. See the common thread. Create an offer based on what they tell you they want. Go back and ask them if they want to buy it. Simple. 
Yeah, we but don't we do it. It's simple. We don't do it. Because it can't be that easy. Yeah. So that is one of the one of the challenges with video. That's one of the challenges with creating snippets. That's one of the challenges even with social media is we want to overcomplicate it and we don't realize how actually simple it is. Like it's got to be this big, amazing, complex thing. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. really, really that simple. You got a tool like Google that will give you the answer. And it's not like they just started doing this last week. Google's been doing this for five, six years. Right. <laughs> okay. You're just late to the party. <laughs> Well, you're here now, so that's good. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. We've been getting jiggy fun. for a while. Come on. <laughs> Let's dance. I love it. Okay, so when you end up having all of these snippets, then you can just end up creating content like you are, where it's like you're spending an hour a day in six months and then repurposing and pulling content that you've already done right? And keep reusing that and putting a new flair or a new twist or something on it. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And you yeah. post it everywhere? Yeah. You post it where your peeps are at? You. That's where you start. Okay. So this is a, a, a big question because there are experts running around right now telling you, you got to be everywhere. There's one expert, I'm not going to name his name, who says you should be creating 500 pieces of content a month. You should be posting 500 pieces of content a month. And he's running around saying that people are believing and then people have copied him and created their own courses and say, no, 300. Yeah, it, it can feel daunting. Yeah. Insane. Okay. Nobody got time for that. Anybody got time for that? You're right. <laughs> right? But here's the deal. Here's where you need to start. And this is what we tell all of our clients. You start with the channel that has your audience. If your audience is on LinkedIn, master LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Post to LinkedIn. Create your content that's going to resonate on LinkedIn. Then, then take the exact piece of content, may not be perfect, and post it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever else you want to go. Now, you're just posting it and putting it there. You mastered it for LinkedIn. You post it and put it everywhere else. Once you get LinkedIn to the place where it's humming and you're happy and you start to realize, okay, I've got clients or I've got potential customers on this other platform. Now you can start to look at, okay, how do I optimize the content for that platform? In the beginning, don't even worry about that. Mm-hmm. And no point. You know why? You don't have time to manage multiple platforms. Heck, you ain't even had time to manage one platform. Why are you caring about that? But, but come on now. True. It's true. You have to, I mean, yeah, there's just no time. So, okay, I get it. Go to Google, find out what they're asking, create the content based on what they're asking, create snippets to do your quote unquote repurposing, master a platform with it, put it yeah. on the other platforms, may not be perfect, but you're mastering the one. Yeah. Now, how does this all fit in to like the client customer journey? How do we need to be thinking about it in that perspective? That's a massive question. And it's the question that I absolutely love because that's what we're all about. Okay. And the thing here to understand as we create content is content is designed to help people move 
through the emotional states of making a buying decision. Yes. People buy on emotion and justify with logic. Let me say that again. People buy on emotion and justify with logic. Your job with your content is to master their emotions. Okay, emotionally you're here. So you need to know some information. When I have a problem and I need to know some information, there's some emotion behind it. There is emotion behind why you want to take your critters to the mountain. There's emotion behind that. It's not just a fact, right? Yeah. And so my content has to master that emotion there. Then realize after I've mastered, after I've answered this question and mastered that emotion with you, there is another question that you're going to have. And there's emotion behind that. And so I am moving from emotion to emotion as I'm answering your question and mastering your emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's yeah. the concept, y'all. Now, how do we do it? Right. How, do we, how do we do it? Let's let's great Atiba. That's good theory, but I like it. 30,000 foot view, yeah. but break it down for me. Let's bring it down. We're going to bucket content into three categories. Three categories. Okay. Why? How? And what? You may have heard this before as no, like, trust. Same thing, but I'm going to give it to you a little bit more specific than just no, like, trust. Okay? You may have heard this before as aware, engage, subscribe. I'm going to take it a little bit further than that. With why, how, what? At the why level, we're answering questions, because we're always answering questions, but we're answering philosophical questions. At the Y level, we're answering those bigger philosophical questions that help our audience connect with us on a philosophical level. In other words, I just answered the question that yes, we want to have our critters at the the, the, the lake house with us because we love doing X, Y, Z. Philosophical question answered, okay? That spoke to emotion. Why questions? We answer philosophical questions, big, broad questions. Okay? Yep. People connect. That's why. We start there. Hear me. We start there. I think that that's probably the one we miss the most, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because we all want to jump to the how questions. Right. Because it's easier. I mean, at least for me, it's a lot easier to break down the how. Be like, oh, this is how you do it. Blah, 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 blah. But it's getting into the emotion and the philosophical that's, it feels harder to do and to pull. Like, I kind of need somebody to, like, pull it out of me, honestly. Yes. But that's what your audience wants and needs in order to truly connect with you. Right. John Maxwell said this many, many years ago in his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of of Leadership. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. The why questions tell people when you are answering those, they tell people, that content tells people, I care about what you care about and it's important to me too. It's important to me too. We're in the same tribe together. And we all want to be in community. We all want to be in community. That's why events are so powerful. 
That's why you need to call Shay, y'all, because she does the best events. <laughs> okay. Um, so now we go from the why to the how. And the how is just that. How do we do something? Now, the big mistake that people make here in the how is they want to give them everything. Yeah. Right? They don't need that. Hey, listen. Um, so I'm just gonna show you right now how we go to ChatGPT and use ChatGPT to help us come up with the best titles for a YouTube video. Here's the prompt that we use. That's a how video. Yeah. So is, here is everything you need to know about YouTube SEO. Yeah, they don't need all that. They just wanted a little nugget. So then you end up like just throwing up all over them. Everything that they were like, ah, I'm cool. Now I'm super overwhelmed and I can't take the next step. When I just wanted an appetizer, you just made me really super full and I can't move out of my chair. Now I look like Garfield rolling around on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's not what you want to do to people, y'all. And so in your house, you're going to give them tiny little bits, tiny little bits, tiny little bits. And then you get to the the taster, right? It's the Baskin Robin little pink spoon. It's the taster. Do I like this? Do I like this? Yes. And it proves to them, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're still giving away the information. You're still pouring into them. You're still giving them value. Got it. Okay. And then we get to the what. Now, the what is where if most people are honest, they want to spend all of their content time. Because the what is... This is what I do and how I can do it for you. And then it just comes all back. It's all about me. All about me. But now follow me for a moment. When I've connected with you on the why, and we've made this emotional connection in the why, philosophically about saying we're like-minded. We're in the same tribe. And oh, by the way, what I'm talking about is something that you want to know about. And then we transition into, oh, here are bits of how you do it. And I'm proving to you that I actually know how to do it. And you're getting value. Again, mastering emotion. By the time we get to the what, and they said, you know, I've tried it. And, I, and believe me, I've had so many people do this. This is, this is the outcome of this. I've been following you and I've heard everything you said. I've taken one of your classes. Man, your stuff is brilliant. And I did it and it works. But I don't have the time to keep doing it. Can you just do it for me? Yep. They pay for the implementation. And at that point, what is there to sell? Nothing, because they've sold themselves. That's the beauty and the genius between, behind why, how, what content. And so your customer journey deserves to be showcasing that. Yes. That is your journey. Yeah. And having having somebody help pull that out of you if your brain is just blank. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. So having someone great like us who can pull it out of you is is super helpful. You can also go to, you have great AI tools now that can help you on the ideation side as well. Yeah, talk about that. I want to be real clear. Super duper duper uber uber scooper clear. AI is about ideation. When we're talking about creating content, 
So what we're talking about, AI is about ideation. If you are using AI to produce your content, you're failing. I'm just going to be blunt with you, okay? Because I don't want you to fail. I want you to succeed. AI is about giving, especially when we're talking about generative AI, the chat GPT, the BARD, those types of things. It's about giving you ideas. It's about sparking your creativity so that you can then go off and create more. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you another way. AI is, is to take you from zero to 60%. You still have to go from 60 to 100. Yeah. And it really, yeah. like, I that's one of the reasons I love it is because I can be like, I'm just totally blank at the moment. And I go, this is what I'm looking to do. Get me started. And they're like, oh, here's some ideas. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let me go ahead and then run yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Get you started. I love that. But you have to, like, be able to, it, it's a computer, right? You have to tell it, ask it in the right way, yes. that, right? And I think that's where a lot of people screw up. No, it, it isn't where a lot of people screw up. It's where just about everybody screws up. Um, <laughs> I was trying and, to give some of them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, and, and I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion either, right? Um, here's the deal behind generative AIs like a chat GPT, okay? They take what you type in, and the first thing it does is determine which of your words don't matter and slash them out. It cuts them out. So you may type in 10 words and it will condense it down to three. Now, which three? Guess what? You don't know. Okay? So okay. that's number one. That's the first thing that it does. Then after it does that, it tries to figure out what was the operation that you wanted me to do? What's the thing that you wanted me to do? Then it takes that and turns it into computer code and goes and executes it. Spits out a bunch of stuff and then re-encodes it into human language and gives it back to you. Now, when we're hearing that, then we got to say, oh, that's why I get crap sometimes. It probably chopped all my words out. It didn't know what I was talking about. How do I figure out or tell it what to do? And that is the art of prompt engineering. Mm, There absolutely is a way to have the computer understand what is important, what isn't important, and relationships between things. And you being you, you've kind of mastered this, right? Well, I'm going to preempt something that you're going to ask me later. I hope you don't mind. No, tell me now. So I got a free gift for y'all, which is my masterclass on how to do prompt engineering in chat GPT. Brilliant. Thank goodness. <laughs> and so you're going to learn the basics of actually structuring a prompt to get what you want. Fantastic. Okay. Right? So we'll have the link to that in yes. the show notes without a doubt. Because, yes. I mean, I think that's, Shoot, like get your team on it, right? If it's not you, then put your team on this masterclass to figure this piece out. 
So it's not chopping out the wrong words and it's putting the right words in and getting the outputs that you're needing to then move it forward. Yes. And put your 40% on it. Got it. Yes. And and I get people, and I want to want to touch this because someone's thinking this right now. It's probably you looking at me right now. I know you see you. You're thinking this right now. You're thinking, yeah, but I mean, why do I need that? I, I mean, I can just go and if I ask it something, it, it gave me the wrong answer. I'll just ask another question until I get the right thing. Okay, sure, fine. Let me ask you, how much time did that take? How much time did I take? Guess what? I get the right answer in one prompt. 90% of the time, we get the right answer in one prompt. Mm-hmm. That's worth it. I love it. I love it. And I love you and I appreciate you. And honestly, we could probably talk forever and we'll probably have to do another podcast on another amazing topic because you're just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, we didn't even talk about like organic traffic and, and SEO and we didn't talk about any of the marketing and digital marketing or anything, right? But for the time being, um, if one, people want to go ahead and go to the masterclass, grab the link in the um, show notes. Two, if they want to also just connect with you in general and, you know, get any support on something, what's the best way for them to do that? So it's really, really simple. Really, really simple. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to meetativa.com. That's meet, A-T-I, B's and boy, A.com. Because I guarantee Shay and I opened up something in you today that then led to more questions. You've got some questions. You're sitting there with some questions right now. And you're like, dude, you've been having this question. Shay, come on, man, why'd you ask that question? You got a question or two. I, I hear you. When you go to meetativa.com, it's going to take you directly to my LinkedIn. When you get to LinkedIn, click on more and come down to connect. Don't hit follow. Come to connect. Connect with me. And that's going to allow you to send me a message. Tell me, you saw me here with Shay. You love that conversation. I got a follow-up question. Drop your question. I'll be sure to answer you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for all of our amazing audience, my last question for you, what is a takeaway or a memorable note you'd like to leave our audience with? AI is here to stay. That's for sure. Not going anywhere. But the thing that you have to understand is there's something called the knowledge pyramid that starts at the base with data then data becomes information, information becomes knowledge, and knowledge becomes wisdom. What AI is, is humans' opportunity or, or attempt at creating the way our brains work in a computer. AI, at best, can take data and turn it into, into information. Some of the greatest AI tools now can take that information and scratch the surface of knowledge. There isn't an AI tool that exists that can bring in the wisdom that you possess. And so if you want to use AI, if you are using, and I think you should understand it's a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool. The start is not the end. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to take all of these lessons, reach out to Atiba, use the resources that you've learned here today, start implementing them and create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.